Welcome to the Iron Sharpens Podcast, where grit meets passion. Hosted by me, Anthony Abbott, the founder of Iron Sharpen. This podcast is your guide to becoming the man you're destined to be. Together, we'll fearlessly tackle the challenges men face on their journey to be better husbands, fathers, leaders, and entrepreneurs. With biblical wisdom and real-life stories, we'll equip you to overcome obstacles and thrive in every aspect of life. Join us on this transformative quest. Rise up and embrace your identity as a man under Christ. Welcome to Iron Sharpens. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Iron Sharpens podcast. And today I want to talk about my battle with addiction over the years and what has helped me overcome the addictions that I've had and how I am now and how that has transpired um, in other aspects of my life and what that means for me, my family, my business and my faith. Um, So I'll first off, I'll I'll readily admit that um, addiction is something that runs in my family. Um, Going back, at least to my grandparents, alcoholism runs rampant. Um, both of my parents, you know, smoked or tobacco users. All my grandparents were, um, two of my grandparents died uh, of cancer, um, probably directly tied to smoking. Um, but nevertheless, at 12 years old, um, I picked up my first cigarette. I remember that very well. And, um, I smoked for, oh man, almost 20 years. Really, um, I, I smoked all through high school. Um, I smoked through the army. Um, I, I smoked early adult life, uh, and and I just that's just what I did. I all my friends smoked. Uh, everyone I was around uh, were smokers. And you know what we're what we're talking about that you, you are who you surround yourself with. And that's with anything. That's you know we talk about that in business and entrepreneurship, but it's just like that too, man. If if you hang out with a bunch of smokers. I it's it's really kind of doom and gloom. If you notice it, smokers are some of the most depressed people there are, um, at least in my experience. Um, and and I'm glad I quit it. But uh, so I smoked for a long time. I quit, and we'll talk about that. But I also drank. Um, I I have never participated in an AA meeting. I've been to one um, as a guest, um, but I will say it here on the. Uh, on the old interwebs for everybody, but I am an alcoholic. Um, I, I think I took my first drink when I was probably 14, um, 14 or 15. I was, I was in high school. I remember it very well. Um, and drank through high school like, like all my friends did. We drank, we smoked, we did a whole bunch of dumb stuff. And then I got into the military where drinking really was kind of, kind of a way of life. Um, all the cool kids drank and we drank a lot. We drank a lot more beer and whiskey than we ever did water. Um, and that's what we did as friends. However, um, when, when I got out of the military, when I come, came back from, um, overseas and everything and all that stuff, the, the, the party continued, but it, it took a little bit different form at this point in my life. Um, I was still having fun with alcohol. Um, you know, I was drinking with one or two people. I, I wasn't really going out to bars and partying anymore. I didn't want any part with that. But um, 
I had uh, experienced some loss in the military. Um, I had some trauma from my childhood and I was using alcohol really as a coping mechanism to avoid those issues. Um, what I've learned now after getting sober is that the issues were always there, but the alcohol was just numbing the effects of the issues. I wasn't having to deal with them, right? I wasn't having to be a man and deal with my own stuff. Um, but I, I, I used alcohol to cope for many years. Um, my, my brother, he killed himself in uh, 2013. So going on 10 years ago, it was August of 2013, he shot himself. Um, I lost four buddies in combat. Um, that was a pretty messed up time. Um, I, I lost more buddies um, to suicide than I did to combat, um, you know, guys that I served with. Um, including an old coworker of mine who, who was a, a very good friend. Um, so all that loss going on and just a whole bunch of, whole bunch of crap, really. Um, and I, I just drowned it all in alcohol because it made me feel good. Um, I'm, I'm so fortunate that I never killed anybody uh, when I was drinking because I did drink and drive. Um, there was a time where I would, I, I would drink a few beers on the way home and didn't care. And in doing that, I, I told the world that I didn't care if, if I hurt you or hurt your family. Uh, I wasn't thinking about anybody else. I was only, I was being selfish. Alcoholics are very selfish people. Um, if you, if you are one or no one, um, you'll know that that is, that is true. Um, and the alcoholism itself is selfish because it does affect your family. But this is my story and I don't want to put words in anybody else's mouth. Um, so here I am drinking every day not just one, but really as many as I can. I would drink from the time I was off of work until the time I went to bed. Um, and then I would get up in the morning the next day and I would go to work um, and I would do it all again. I was still never late for work, um, but uh, I drank a lot. I was drunk every day for years. Um, I, I can't think of a day in there when I didn't drink. Even when I was sick, I was, I mean, I drank every day every day um and then one day in 2018 um it was july 21st 2018 had some friends over and um had some friends and neighbors over to um celebrate the the anniversary of of my company um graystone remodeling and to um just you know i had a birthday coming up my son's birthday was coming up and we drank a lot <laughs> And I remember, um, remember arguing with my wife that night and, um, I don't, I don't even remember what the argument was about, but if, if you know, when you argue with somebody, if you argue with a drunk person, um, that's arguing, that's like arguing with a two by four, you're never going to win. And there's, n there's no forgiveness there. It's just, it's just, uh, it's stupid. Um, but when you get two drunk people arguing, it's even worse. So, um, had a, had an argument that night. I, I woke up on the couch the next morning and I went to church and I remember praying and, um, it was right then that I knew that I had to stop. Um, one, because I was probably going to end up killing myself or killing somebody else, um, because of my alcoholism, whether it be drunk driving or whether it might be suicide, I don't know. Um, but also it's not, it's not what God wanted for my life. I come to find out a few months later is when I got the call in a ministry. 
And so I look back in hindsight and I see um, God setting the stage um, for my life um, by helping me with this. And so I, I came back home from church and I talked to my wife and I told her, I'm, I'm done. I'm not drinking anymore. And um, I remember her saying, well, it's, it's not that, you know, you can't have any at all. It's just that, you know, you can't have that much and all the time. And, and I'll still say to this day, no, I can't have just one or two. Because if I have one or two, I want them all. Um, and so I stopped. I stopped drinking that day. And um, come up on July 22nd of this year, here in just a few days, uh, I'll be five years sober. And it wasn't you know, due to AA, because I, I never went to meetings. It wasn't anything. I just stopped. And so the only thing that I could thank um, to help me stop drinking, um, to go from a hundred miles an hour to zero would be the Holy Spirit in, in prayer. Cause it's really only through that. I grant, I changed some habits. I stopped stopping at the same stores on my way home from work. Um, for months, I didn't even go on that side of a grocery store where the beer was. Um, and, and now five years later, do I face temptation with alcohol? Yeah, there's times I, I I'm not really around a lot of alcohol. Um, there are times where I go to events, um, for, um, uh, you know, work for, for the contractor fight, another awesome organization that, uh, I coach in to help contractors level up in their business specifically. And, you know, some of the, some of the guys, they, they like to have a few drinks at these conferences and that's fine. Um, uh, but it hasn't bothered me. But now looking back five years later, um, my son who will be nine uh, next week, doesn't ever remember me drinking. And I, I think about the example that I'm setting for him and for my daughter, who was, I mean, born after I had quit drinking. Um, but I, I'm, I'm praying that, um, one, that he never tries it. Um, but two, if he does, he doesn't ever end up like I am. I don't want to, I don't want to set the example because what I was doing before was nothing but destructive and sending the wrong message to him. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, that's as boring as it may sound. Um, that's how I quit drinking. I just stopped. I prayed and I stopped. And I'm telling you, it works. And there is, I mean, if you want to get drunk on something, get drunk on the Holy Spirit. I tell you, uh, those of you that have never experienced that might laugh or think it's dumb or think it's stupid. But those of you that have are nodding your head along with me and you're saying, yeah, you're right. Because there, there is nothing quite like it. Um, so, but uh, moving on, um, I had mentioned I had, was smoking as well. I actually quit smoking cigarettes um, right at the same time that I had stopped drinking. And uh, it's not like I quit nicotine, um, cold turkey. Uh, I actually just quit smoking cigarettes. I was still chewing. Um, I, I dipped Copenhagen for, for years. Um, I started that probably, I don't know, in high school, 14, 15, the first time I put a dip in and I liked it too. Um, and I, I, it's funny, I, I dipped all the way up until, um, seven days ago, I quit dipping cold Turkey seven days ago. And, um, my, my wife hated it. Um, and I, I still never stopped. I, I, I'll be honest, I enjoyed it. Um, and but I decided I wanted to do Invisalign because I'm really self-conscious about my smile. I want to do something about it. So I got Invisalign. And one of the things is I, 
when you have these things in you the only thing you can have is water so i had no choice but to quit dipping and here's here's me googling like can you do the the zen nicotine pouches or or whatever um you know with the invisalign and i i thought to myself that's stupid i need to use this as an opportunity to escape nicotine forever so last week on tuesday on my way to the orthodontist to get fitted up for the first time i put a dip in and it was a good one too. I didn't want to let go of it, but um, got rid of it, walked into the orthodontist office and I haven't put one in since. And the cravings for it have been minimal to be, to be honest. And I, I've only found myself like reaching in my pocket to, a, to grab a can of Copenhagen once or twice. Um, it, it's not been very often, but I, I have to admit and fall on the sword here. I, I understand that the nicotine withdrawal is um, is definitely something to to I mean it's worth talking about because it has affected me I think more than I like to admit especially last week um, I was not in a great mood at all one my teeth were hurting but that's not an excuse but I think the nicotine withdrawal um, the first few days really kind of put me on edge I, I almost didn't even feel like the same person. It's much better now. I, I think it took me about three days um, to where I wasn't just angry. I, I don't know. I was, I was just angry. I was miserable. Um, so it wasn't the cravings. I wasn't, and I'm still not really craving it. It's just the feeling of being miserable, the feeling of being angry. But I tell you, if you want it bad enough, it's mind over matter. Um, and if you got, if you got the power of Holy Spirit living within you, I think you can quit anything. I mean, this is just a testament. Um, because this is not happening on my strength. This is the strength that I get through him. You know, we, we talk about Bible verses like Joshua 1.9, uh, you know, be strong and courageous and that whole thing. And then Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Um, you know, and it's the strength really does come from the Lord. That's the thing. Because um, if it was just me, um, I probably would have gave up already um i would have just packed a dip and i'd probably still be drinking but i'm glad i'm not because i'm setting a better example for my children i i hate the fact that i i continued to use tobacco for so long and i hope my son doesn't ever pick up a can of of dip and try that um and i'm glad my daughter will never see me do it um i, I know my wife is glad that i've, I've quit as well but addiction's real um and there's there's many more types of addictions than alcohol and, and nicotine. Those are just the two that, that I can speak of. Um, but look at, look at pornography, right? The addiction to pornography plagues um, not only men, but women as well, all over the world. It's a real thing. Um, unfortunately, you know, it, it, you get pornography and the addiction of pornography and it, and it feeds into the, the human trafficking pandemic that's the real pandemic of what we're going through right now um is human trafficking it's it's crazy and how much you know the media tries to hide it but pornography contributes to that so if you're if you're listening to this and you're addicted to porn then you're contributing to the trafficking of somebody you are whether you know it or not you're contributing to that you're enabling that um so think about how your actions whether they're private or not, and nobody else knows about them, um, they are supporting uh, human trafficking, for one, but also uh, God sees it. You can hide it from your wife, 
You can hide it from your children. You can hide it from your coworkers or your boss. God always sees and he knows the deepest depths of your heart. So go ahead and give up on all that. Um, but there's other addictions. You know, we talk about the different types of drugs. I mean, um, I, I am very fortunate to, you know, have friends who have battled addiction and overcome addiction through the power of the spirit and live to tell the story and their testimonies are powerful, much more powerful than mine. I mean, um, you know, just alcohol and nicotine, that's nothing compared to what some, some other people have been addicted to. Um, but it goes beyond substances. Um, people can be addicted to social media. People can be addicted to their cell phones, right? How many hours are you scrolling TikTok instead of, you know, doing something productive with your time you know especially for you entrepreneurs if you guys are trying to build a business or you're trying to learn something but you're spending you know two to three hours a day scrolling tiktok and you're not doing something productive i mean that's your fault you got to put it down delete the app do whatever you got to do change your habits um you know there's I, i can't tell you how to break addiction i'm not a doctor i'm not a counselor um that's not me but i just stopped because I made the conscious decision that I didn't want to be a slave to a substance anymore. And it's through the support of the Holy Spirit and through the support of, you know, my, my close friends and family that I was able to do that that way. Um, but whatever, whatever it is that you might be facing a battle with, I just, I encourage you to get some help. Whether it's talk to your doctor about maybe getting on something that can help you fight the cravings, um, you know, there's there's things that you can take to help you fight the urge for alcohol. I've had a few buddies that have used that. There's a few different ways, a few different medications you can take with that um, that has helped them. And as you know, they've been sober for longer than I have. Um, same thing with smoking. Um, as far as drugs and you know, pornography, talk talk to a counselor, talk to a therapist. Just get some help. Get in front of somebody that can help you. Um, but the biggest thing that I can advocate for is a personal relationship with Christ. Because I'm telling you, if you got the power of the spirit in you, then you got the power to beat any addiction. You just have to want it. um, And and you have to be willing to fight. So folks, I hope that was helpful. I hope my, my story with addiction has been helpful. Um, Maybe we'll inspire some of you to to consider not using a substance to, to medicate. Um, The scary part is when you give that up, then you got to deal with your problems. So if you do decide to, to stop uh, drinking or stop you know, using drugs or whatever, whatever you're doing, get the help. It takes more strength to admit you have a problem and you need help than it does to run from it and to not deal with it. So if you want to be a real man and you want to be strong and you want to be courageous, ask for help and admit that you're weak and get the help that you deserve and get the help for yourself so you can show up better for your family and for those, for those that you love. So, folks, that's all I got. I'm out. See you next time. Well, that's another show for the books, folks. I hope you're inspired to become the man you're meant to be. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media for motivation, valuable insight, and engaging discussions. If you found value in today's episode, share it with a friend. Remember, iron sharpens iron, and together we can continue to grow and build a generation of strong, faithful men. Thank you for your support, and until next time, stay sharp.